welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 883. Arrowroot and saltbine. Arrowroot, heaton, a palliative of any sort. It's just good at carrying round what works. I opened my mouth to protest, then looked around her house at her heavily annotated copy of the Heroborica. I closed my mouth. Gran poured hot water from the kettle into two cups. Sit yourself down for a bit, she said. You look like you're on your last leg. I looked longingly at the chair. I should probably be getting back, I said. You've got time for a cup, she said, taking my arm and setting me firmly into the chair. And a quick bite. You're pale as a dry bone, and I have a bit of sweet pudding here that hain't got anybody to give it a home. I tried to remember if I'd eaten any lunch today. I remembered feeding the girls. I don't want to put you to any more trouble, I said. I've already made more work for you. About time somebody broke that boy's arm, she said conversationally. Has a mouth on him like you wouldn't believe. She handed me one of the wooden cups. Drink that down and I'll get you some of that pudding. The steam coming off the cup smelled wonderful. What's in it? I asked. Rose hip and some apple brandy I still up my own self. She gave a wide smile that crinkled the edges of her eyes. If you like, I can put in some arrowroot too. I smiled and sipped. The warmth of it spread through my chest, and I felt myself relax a bit. Which was odd, as I hadn't realized I'd been tense before. Gran bustled about a bit before setting two plates on the table and easing herself down into a nearby chair. "'You really kill those folks?' she asked plainly. There wasn't any accusation in her voice. It was just a question. I nodded. You probably shouldn't have told anyone, she said. There's bound to be a fuss. They'll want a trial and have to bring in the AZ from Thamesford. I didn't tell them, I said. Crin did. Ah, she said. The conversation lulled. I drank the last swallow of my cup, but when I tried to set it on the table, my hands were shaking so badly that it knocked against the wood, making a sound like an impatient visitor at the door. Gran sipped calmly from her cup. I don't care to talk about it, I said at last. It wasn't a good thing. Some folk might argue that, she said gently. I think you've done the right thing. Her words brought a sudden hot ache behind my eyes, as if I were about to end the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. She is treating him. Indeed. She is also, you know, kind of a therapist, which is neat. Also, uh, we talked a little bit about how Rothfuss writes dialect to signify a certain tone of voice. And Gran, we've been reading her with an accent, but she does not drop her G's. She does not have any dialect, except that she does say haint. Yeah, I was noticing that too as I was reading it, because I really expected pudding to be puddin'. Puddin', yeah. Oh, I think that is... 
done with intention. And this is why I think it's a little bit classist the way Rothfuss does it, or at least like you can read it that way. Um, I don't think there's any reason to not have uh, Gran speak with the same drawl because she's written in this way. She is coded as being a little bit like higher class or a little bit more worthy of, of respect. I think than Seth was initially that said, it's also like really fun to see Hank a palliative side by side. I think that's done intentionally as well that she, she knows these big words and she uses them technical words. That's, that's a technical medical term. So she's not, she doesn't just say Ramsburr and motherly. She doesn't just have like folksy folk names for things. She knows what they do and why, what, what their actual medical applications are. For what it's worth, no one else in the scenes with the townies is dropping their G's either. So I think they all talk this way. I think they all have the same accent because it's regional. Maybe. I suppose one, one, this might be a technique for like introducing it and then letting it drop because it can be exhausting to read dialect. So that could be it also. Maybe I am reading too much into it. It could just be that he's introduced the idea that they have an accent and then dropping it a little bit so it's not quite so exhausting. So we don't end up with Shime the swineherd again. I think even if she had less of a dialect, that might make sense because if you're a doctor, you probably do have to travel around to get that knowledge. So that might make you lose whatever your original accent is and pick up other things along the way. Do you think she's traveled? I mean, I assume that she hasn't spent her entire life just in that town. Oh, I I do. (laughs) Oh, okay. Just because that—that's the way of things in like a pre-modern society. Most people does a. How do people get books? Like, wouldn't they have to go to town to get books? No, tinkers come right. Uh... That's how. That's how stuff gets transmitted, right? There's like traveling peddlers. I'm sure that some of these farmers like go to the next biggest town over to like go to market once a month. It's just kind of a fact of like pre-modernity that when most in pre-modern societies, most people were rural and they had to spend so much time on the farm that they most people like never went more than a few miles from where they were born crazy not not great one of the one of the nice things about modernity is that you you're a bit more mobile so i i see her as someone who sort of de facto became this either she started doing it or she had a knack for it or you know she maybe wasn't interested in being wed and needed to find some way to to you know remain useful and and make a living and so she sort of emerged as the as the healer as the local physiker, and clearly she has a good head on her shoulders and an aptitude for it. I think it's also possible that like she learned her craft from the last person in town to do this job. That's often how these things. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. I was like, oh well, if she hasn't traveled, then I think she learned oh, it probably that's true. from the last person. She mentioned she has like an apprentice. She has a girl who helps her, but it sounds like she's not too useful. <laughs> or at least she's she's young enough that she would like you know abandon her post to go see a go gawk at the commotion. She is treating Quoth. And it is kind of like a folksy remedy, right? She just like gives him a hot toddy, gives him some pudding and just kind of, but I think she's recognized in him the signs of like post-traumatic stress and she's just going to let him figure that out. Yeah. She's going to let him break down in his own time. But the other thing that I think is interesting about Gran that starts to come out on this page is she has a fairly ruthless streak. She says, about time somebody broke that boy's arm. Best thing for him. Has a mouth on him like you wouldn't believe. He like he deserved it, is what she says. Like, don't feel bad about breaking that kid's arm. He deserved it. And then when he says, I think that maybe I shouldn't have killed nine people, 
she basically says, I think he should have. You know, don't feel bad about it. They had it coming. I read it as ruthless on this page, but I think that gets cast in a more clear light in the coming pages where it's less about like being ruthless and more about being an extremely pragmatic healer where sometimes the right thing to do is to cut off the leg. Or in this case, you know, the right thing to do if you have a no good bully is to break the bully's arm and show them that they, you know, there's no benefit to be had by bullying. Or, you know, sometimes some folk need killing. Sometimes the right thing to do is to kill nine bandits in cold blood because they are, no like, they deserve it because they're just going to keep going on being horrible bandits and you're never going to be able to change them or change their circumstances. So you just have to remove them from the world. Yeah. So, I mean, I read this less as, like, ruthlessness and more as, like, pragmatic, the greater good. The, the evil for the greater good. Like, here, here is a, a real cure day. But I don't think these ideas are mutually exclusive. I think to be pragmatic is to be ruthless. Ruthlessness to me sort of implies like it's for its own. No, that's sadism. If you're if you're going around killing people because you're like for its own sake, that's sadism, not practical ruthlessness. All right, fair enough. I require a dictionary definition of both of these words in order to make this choice. Ruthlessness is like if I have enemies, I'm going to exterminate them and I'm going to do it as efficiently as I can. It's, I'm not going to derive pleasure from it. It's not because I like doing it, but it needs to be done. And there's no point in considering mercy because that will make me less effective. That's ruthlessness, to my mind. Well, I guess to know what ruthlessness is, we need to first understand what ruthness is. <laughs> well, Jordana, do you know anybody named Ruth? No. Well, then you're ruthless. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Did you know I didn't know anyone named Ruth? I, I gambled. <laughs> you gambled and you won, sir. Yeah, it, it's an older name, sir, but it checks out. Mm-hmm. Give it 20 years. All the Gen Alpha kids are going to have granny names. We have some friends who named their daughter Pearl. And like that is like an old-fashioned name. That's like a Golden Girls old-fashioned name. I do think it's interesting that we're getting this messaging from it. Like this messaging about sometimes you have to do some violent, ugly things in order to make things better. It's interesting to me that that messaging is coming from this kindly grandmotherly figure. Uh, Because I think that if it turns out that maybe Quoth shouldn't have killed X, Y, or Z people or done X, Y, or Z ruthless thing for the greater good in book three, if if it turns out that that was the start of Quoth's villain era, I think you're going to be able to come back to this passage and go, this was an idea that was seeded pretty early. Yeah, whatever it is he does, we have to understand why he makes that decision or we lose the character. Yes. Yes. Is there anything else we want to talk about on this page? No. Then we will be ruthless and end it here to pick up tomorrow on another page. Uh, the Wind. Wind.